This episode of The Morning Skate is brought to you by Let the Kids Play Fund. Let the Kids Play is a nonprofit organization that raises money for kids in need to help play hockey and afford equipment. We all know season fees can run thousands of dollars, let alone $200, six and $700 skates. Let the Kids Play wants to help families who are struggling get their kids on the ice worry-free. Founded by two brothers who were raised by a single mother, they saw how rough it could be for their mom to afford hockey fees and dues. Some families try their best but still can't cough up thousands of dollars every year for fees and gear. That's why they started their own charity, with a pretty cool purpose, to get the kids on the ice who wouldn't be able to play otherwise. You can head on over to LetTheKidsPlayFun.com, where they will have an online store selling apparel and accepting donations. 100% of the proceeds go to the kids. That's right, 100% of it. They don't make a single penny from this. So for more information on the fun, upcoming events like their charity hockey tournament, and so much more, visit LetTheKidsPlayFun.com. That's LetTheKidsPlayFun.com. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, March 11th, the boys are back, uh, Kat and Hal here, it's the second time we're recording this intro, we got interrupted the first time, but we're back, it's Sunday, it's daylight savings time, probably the worst day of the year, I think Hal and I can both agree with that, but we have, we, have, we do have a friend who, for some reason, loves uh, loves it, uh, shout out to DJ Zumi, said don't at him that he loves daylight savings time, I think that's a huge psychopath move, what do you think? Yeah, we already talked about this, I... So I'm not going to go into detail, but it fucks up your Sunday. And you need, I need a Sunday. My life sucks. I need a Sunday. It's now, I woke up at noon and it's three o'clock. And I just have shit to look forward to. And the week's right around the corner. So I get it. It's nice when you got to work and like the sun's still out. That's awesome. But within this 24 hours, like get out of my face. The one thing I will say is I feel like normally we have a warning about this. This fucking thing came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know if it's just, I think my warning used to be from my parents, but, like, I'm 25 years old, so, like, I don't think they're going to text me and say daylight savings time is tomorrow, and I think it's just something that most adults are aware of, um, and we missed the boat. <laughs> yeah, that one's on us. All right, let's just hop into it. We got a busy week. NHL in the news, play the music. All right, so first thing we're going to talk about is Brad Marchand. And before we get into any of this, I just wanted to say, like, if you want page views and you want some clicks and you want impressions, you want pretty much anything, just bring up the name Brad Marchand. And people, like, they, I don't think they're trying to raid his village with, like, pitchforks and fucking fire. Like, people hate Brad Marchand. So just going to say that to begin with. Um, So he got fined earlier uh, this week uh, for embellishing, I think, in the Pittsburgh game. Uh, I I mean, what do you have on that? This is just kind of I'm not trying to chirp him, but it's pretty just classic, I think. Like, and I'm not against it. He's he's trying to you know Eddie Guerrero lie, cheat, and steal. You just try to fucking win at all costs. So like, I'm kind of good with it. But I mean, I don't know. Are people like shocked? Like, I don't need to hear oh Brad Marchand's a rat. Like, we already know that. Like, simmer down. 
Yeah, dude. I think, like, if March, full disclosure, like, as a Bruins fan, if Marshan was not on the Bruins, I don't, I would still like him, but I would probably take offense to some of the things he does a lot more, like the diving. Um, but as a fan, you just kind of, I guess, embrace it. Like, it's kind of fucked. Like, I'm never going to be, like, pro-diving. But like you said, dude, you got to cheat to win. And, like, uh, it's pretty clear. I mean, the Bruins won six straight. Bergeron's out of the lineup. McAvoy, Backus, and they're still rolling. And that big part of that is Brad Marchand. And Brad Marchand right now is doing whatever it takes to win. When he's, when he's diving and when he's, like, hitting people in the head and he's acting like an idiot on the ice, he's also scoring game-winning goals. Yeah. So Every night. Uh, that's just kind of the way it goes with Brad Marchand. If this is what it takes for him to be playing his best hockey, then I will fucking live with it. I saw a tweet today. Over the last 100 games, Marchand has more points than, like, McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin, and the guy's like, Marchand is elite. Do you think Marshan's elite? I think if he isn't, he's definitely put himself in a category where it can be discussed. Yeah, I think he's like teetering right there. I mean, what the fuck is elite to begin with? You know, I, I think he's I think he's a superstar, and I think his best quality is just like puck control. Like he's so small, but he can just keep the puck on a stick. Like, Battles traffic through anything through the corner. He comes out with the puck like in that. I think that skill that he has is a hundred percent elite. Like he just knows how to protect the puck. So. I mean, teetering on that. I think my but, favorite video of the year, it was, I think, before the season started, there was a video of Marshan and Crosby, like, battling just one-on-one drill. Do you remember that? And, like, how hard they were going against each other. I think it was before the season even started. And, like, when I think of, like, guys in the summer, like, playing hockey and shit, I think of, like, the Beauty League and, like, the Boston League where they kind of, like, dick around, but, like, they're having fun, but they're still playing. Like, I don't know. I think he's a fucking great player. If he's on the Rangers, I'd love him. You're going to take some of that bullshit with him when he, you know, he goes over the line and stuff like that, whatever. Kind of bringing us to a next thing. He he killed Anthony Duclair pretty much yesterday. And, I I mean, what do you have on that? Um, fuck. So, this is like a tough one. It could go either way. So, I, I wrote a blog like two months ago where I said Brad Marchand is so good at like being a rat that he makes everything he does or like does look like an accident yeah like he, he just knows how to make stuff look like an accident like part of me wants to believe that he was just getting out of the way because if you think about it you think about how fast hockey is and then think about how fast it is in the nhl and if you're trying to duck out of the way like i think like going like that is kind of it's kind of natural but at the same time he clips them in the head and it's brad marchand so it's like your guess is as good as mine like was it clean no wasn't it an accident i have no idea yeah, and, like, I don't know if Duclair, like, tried to sell it or whatever, but it looked like he fucked up his knee pretty bad there. It was, it was just a clothesline, and, I mean, it is what it is. It's Brad Marchand. There's not much more to say. Like, people need to stop bitching about him being a rat. Hey, guys, he's a rat. It's, like, what he does. But he's also a fucking really, really, really great hockey player, so take the good with the bad, I suppose. Uh, moving on, there's a Russian Twitter thread going on a couple days ago. Essentially said that the SKA, I call him Scott, I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, but it's rigged over there. Uh, it's Poon's election year. It's it's full of all the, like the the OAR Olympians. They can ignore the salary cap. It's payroll six times of that of an average team. Uh, there was like a controversial offside thing in the middle of the playoffs where, where like the puck was like probably two feet offside. They scored, they reviewed it, and they're like, no, we're good. Like, don't worry about it. Uh People are, like, shocked. 
this is kind of what I thought it was like over in the KHL. What, what did you have on this this one? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much in the same boat where I read it at first, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is fascinating. Like, this is crazy. And it is kind of nuts to think about that there's a professional sports team that thinks that they rival the NHL, but in reality, it's just like a boondoggle. Like, it's nothing that happens in the KHL ever makes sense. So in that sense, like, everyone should have saw this coming. It's fucking Putin. I, I think... Uh, I, I don't know. I just think that, like, we should have expected with the KHL. Like, the KHL is a go-figure. But I will say, I want to be on that team. Like, if I was in the KHL, like, and I was from Russia, like, I want to play for Putin's team. Uh, I think there probably isn't anything more fun in the world than knowing that you're playing on a loaded team that also has the league rigging it so you win all the games. I mean, that's pretty pressure-free. Yeah. Uh, the, the dictator of the country loves you. Uh, you go out there, you play hockey, and you know you're going to win. So, I mean, if I was in Russia, I'd be looking for that contract with that team. So the Rangers have two prospects on that team. They just uh, required, I think his last name's Rykov. He's a defenseman over there. And our goalie, uh, Shashorskin, who in the last two years is like 51-4. and four. As a Rangers fan, like, are you a little bit worried that their numbers are probably because it's rigged? Or, like, you're still like, okay, they're still pretty all right players? Yeah, I mean, I go back and forth on that, especially with Russian goalies. Cause I feel like with Russian goalies, you never know what you're going to get until they actually come over to the NHL. <coughs> uh, I think those stats can be inflated to a sense. It's kind of like when you have a prospect of a t- kid who's playing in the OHL and he's playing for, like, London, and, like, he's facing, like, 15 shots a game, and he's, like, winning all of his games. Like, is it impressive? Yes. Is he a good goalie? I'm sure of it. Um, would it be interesting to see what he looked like on a shitty team? Absolutely. So... I mean, I don't think you can really predict how those goalies are going to turn out, but I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's nice to see. At least you at least you know that Putin thought that this goalie was one of the best goalies in Russia, and if Putin wants you on his team, then he wants the best players on his team, so I think in a sense that means your team's good. All right, that makes me feel better. Um, <clears throat> we're going to stick with the KHL. Former NHLer Andre Kovalenko, he's now the head of the KHL PA, knocked out a referee during a veterans game over in Russia. Um, I thought this was hilarious. I don't know if you saw the video. It's pretty much chasing the rest around. The other refs kind of get involved, like, hey, calm down. He's having none of that. He kind of does a little spin move, gets to the ref, and just hits him with a left, dude. And then the ref called the cops. I'm sure that went well. Uh, what do you have on this? Can you imagine if the NHLPA guy was just out there fucking cold-clocking referees? I can't, no. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just another example of the KHL being a zoo. Like, <coughs> there are so many things that, like, you want to say to a ref, and, like, sometimes you just let the ref have it, you chew off their ear, but there are so few times where I've, like, really wanted to just sucker a ref in the face. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, nothing's ever been to the extent, like, at the end of the day, it's like, this dude's a referee, he's a weasel, he's kind of a nerd, like, he's just trying to call the game, like, am I really going to punch him in the face? No. Am I, am I going to tell him he's a loser? Probably absolutely. Yeah. But, like, I, I just – I've never been at the point where I've wanted to sucker a ref in the face. Have you? Uh, a couple times. But, like, you yeah. don't do it because it's, it's like – you don't hit a ref in the face. You, I think you save the physical abuse for referees, but you definitely engage in some mental abuse. Right. Right. And that's the way it is. I think referees should expect mental abuse. Uh, you should look at our uh, ref from the beer league, uh, uh, Glenn – uh, Glenn's had some good quotes for us over the years, just about how everyone treats him like shit. But at the end of the day, he goes out and he does his job, and he knows part of his job is hearing that shit. But I don't want to see anyone get punched in the face like that. Yeah, kind of a soft take, but I guess I'm I know, right with it. 
It is soft. Fuck. All right. What do you got next? Uh, next one, Carolina Hurricanes. So they, they got rid of Ron Francis as the general manager and then decided to have all their fans send in their resume to become the next general manager. I think this is a rough look for Ron Francis. Like, legend of the game. Gets canned from that. Gets named as, like, the president of hockey ops. And then they're like, okay, so you're out. We need to get a new GM. And this is how much we respect you. We're going to ask our every one of our Twitter followers to send in their resume so they can take over your old job because we didn't want you there. This is awesome because you didn't actually click the link, did you? No, what happened? <laughs> this, is, this is breaking news for Ked. So when you clicked on the link, they did that stupid fucking uh, Rickroll thing. I don't know what that is. Oh, God. It was like a meme from like the 2000s. Okay, and what, what did it mean? It's like a song that I can't describe, and you play it, and it's just a video of this shitty song from, like, the 90s. Okay. And it's, like, supposed to be a joke. Oh, it's a giant <laughs> prank. <Yeah. laughs> Alright, that makes more sense. Still, still, knowing that it's a prank, not at all because... Uh, I, for one, still don't want my NHL team doing pranks from the early 2000s. Like, like what's next? Like, in the year 2022, is, like, Ron Francis going to drop a what are those on, like, Justin Falk? Like, I don't, I don't get the move. Um, and I think the funniest part, too, is there's probably half the population out there that didn't even click on the link like you. And was like, wow, this is stupid. But I did click on the link, and it was even dumber than I thought. <laughs> All right, well. I mean, does that make it even more disrespectful to Ron Francis? I don't really understand what's going on there. Because what is he now? Is he like the president of hockey operations? Yeah, I think I think he's kind of like what John Davidson is for the uh, Blue Jackets. I mean, I don't like. Why keep him? Like, I get that he's Ron Francis and he's a legend. I don't know if he's done that terrible of a job in Carolina. He hasn't done great. He obviously hasn't found a goalie, but like, I think he's done a pretty good job there, dude. They got a pretty good young team. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get what you get uh, for firing your GM after the trade deadline anyway, like when you just made this move in the summer. Yeah, kind of weird. I mean, Ron Francis, he, he's a pretty important part of that community, no? I mean, I have no idea. Does the community even care about Ron Francis? I mean, he's a, he's a big part of, like, the Hurricanes, for sure. Like, Raleigh, North Carolina, if Ron Francis walks into a Panera, does anyone stop and do a double take? <laughs> it's, it's, he's not Eric Cole, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not Eric Cole. <clears throat> All right, well, that's how much research we do for this. Uh, next one, the NHLPA survey came out. It's They pretty much ask all the fans all these questions, uh, not the fans, the players. And we looked at it, and we just kind of wanted to give you the couple of the ones that stood out for us. Do you want to go first? or? Sure, I'll just drop one, and then you can drop one. The one that stood out for me, um, I'm just curious why. I mean, I guess I get it, but... Blackhawks uh, received 30% of the votes for best fans in the NHL. Uh, I guess it, I mean, it's a loud rank and it's a cool place to play for sure. Um, but I feel like people forget that like 10 years ago, before, or probably like 15 years ago now, before the streak started, they couldn't get anybody in that building. It was empty. Their own owner of the team, like it was blacking out games on local television because no one was going to the games. It was a shit show. So. I mean, I think the Blackhawks are going to recoup, but say it's 10 years from now and the Blackhawks haven't won a cup uh, and 
Like, you have, like, a 42-year-old, like, Jonathan Taze as the captain of your team, and you're in last place. Are they still selling out that place? I don't know. And to me, that's a pretty big indicator of best fans in the NHL. Are they going to stick around? I just think it's a little short-sighted, but I'm sure the fans are probably, or the players are just like, oh, those fans are kind of cool. Okay, so you brought up 10 years ago. I'm going to bring up, like, 10 days ago. Wasn't there just, like, a huge thing with Devontae Smith-Pelly about, like, somebody calling him, like, the N-word or something like that? (laughs) I didn't even think of that. Best fans in the NHL, no doubt. Uh... Big shout out to that crew. That that's connecting the dots. What uh, what was your takeaway from the surveys? The fact that out of all the NHL players, four point five percent of them thought Derek Stepan would be a great coach. Um, I think this kind of shows like how soft players are because Derek Stepan's go-to move is I thought we did a lot of good things after getting out shot like thirty shots and losing like seven one. Um, I think that kind of shows that players need to be coddled. They're not as hard as we think they are. They're actually kind of soft. Um. I don't know if I'd want Derek Stepan teaching my kid how to play hockey, man. Like, do I, I? Sure, you can be a great two-way third or second-line center, but like, I would, I would want more for my kid. So that that would be mine. Right. If it was like the American Revolutionary War, like, I wouldn't want Derek Stepan being like the general of like my brigade or whatever the fuck it is. I would rather have Derek Stepan playing like the trumpet in the band. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a great take. Yeah, I, and th- you know this could be terrible news for USA hockey because I can see like thirty years from now, Derek Stepan's going to be the coach of USA hockey, and all that political bullshit's still going to be heavily involved with it. Yeah, I mean that's a really good call. Eric Stepan seems like somebody who's going to spend some time with the national development program for sure. Uh, everyone's going to be saying how well, wonderful a job he's doing with player development, and then next thing you know, he's like the GM or like the coach of the USA hockey team, and everything goes. Yep, so pretty much, wow, is he right now? 30? We got another 60 years of USA Hockey being mediocre. Um, <laughs> next one, uh, Alex, is it Tuck or Tooch? It's Tuck, right? Alex Tuck had 450 friends and family at the Buffalo Sabres game. It's funny that you put this on there because I was actually invited to that. Um, my girlfriend has a friend in Cortland, and she's Alex Alex's cousin, and we got invited to the after party and all that shit. I declined. Um, there, was, there was nobody really I wanted to meet on the fucking Vegas nights. Like, I didn't want to meet J.P. Perron. I didn't want to meet Marc-Andre Fleury. I didn't, like... There were there were just, like, no fucking big names where it was like, oh, I would love to hang out with that guy. What are your thoughts on that one? I definitely yeah. got Perron's name wrong. I, I, I brought this up just because... Is it Kevin Perron? Uh, that's that's a kid we played hockey with growing up. And J.P.'s the dad. So what's the actual Perron's name? David Perron. David Perron. See, I don't even fucking know. Yeah, that was that was good insight there. I uh, I put this on as a topic just because I was thinking to myself, who the fuck has four hundred fifty friends? Like four hundred fifty people I would invite to one of my games. Like I can barely name like fifteen. Like what a joke that is. I I and then when you told me that you were invited to it, I was like, that makes so much sense. This dude just bought a huge block of tickets because it was probably like ten bucks per ticket. I was just like, invite everyone in your friend. I am not sure what I think about this move. Like, on one hand, it's kind of cool because then, like, you have a party, like, in your honor. At the same time, like, do you really want to see 450 people and, like, half of them you don't even actually fucking know? Like, that sounds kind of shitty to me. I would rather have, like, 10 of my friends and, like, my dad and, like, just, like, get drunk after, like, at a bar instead of, like, having, like, a banquet at the Holiday Inn. You know what this is, dude? This is, like, the classic... One of the nerds in high school has an open house and, like, told one of his nerd friends. And then they go up to, like, a hot girl and they're like, oh, hey, like, we're having a party tonight. Invite who you want. 
And then before you know it, it's like 3 a.m., everything's smashed in this kid's house, and the cops are called. Yeah, yeah. and his, he's grounded for three weeks, and he loses his iPhone. That's uh, yeah, that's a very good representation of this. So, I mean, I think he probably got played like a fiddle. That would be cool if it turns out that he did just invite 30 people, and then like two days before, it was like, yeah, the list is 450 people, Alex. You need to figure this out. Yeah, hey, hey Alex, this, this guy, Ked, called, and he said that he got invited. You know who that is? Mm, probably not. <laughs> um, and then last one that we have NHL in the news. This one kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, Amanda Kessel did like a, I don't know if it was a Periscope Q and A, something along those lines, where it was a video chat, and they she was asked if Phil Kessel really likes hot dogs, and I guess it's just like a huge ploy. Um, I guess he does kind of like hot dogs, but it's not like what everybody thought, where like that's all he ate. It's kind of disappointing, dude. It, when I look at him. I'm like this guy eats tons of hot dogs, and now you don't eat even. What else does he eat? How does he? How do you look like that and not eat, just take down hot dogs every day? I think he's a big beef guy. Is something I kind of came to terms with. I think he likes hot dogs. He just looks like a meat guy to me. He looks like someone who enjoys a good pulled pork sandwich, uh, Reuben, uh, Philly cheesesteak, uh, any sandwich in that family. I think Phil Kessel enjoys. Uh, he so loves I, bread. I, he's definitely a big bread guy. Yeah, I think I think the problem here with Phil is uh, maybe he just kind of feels like he's being slept on. Maybe he doesn't want people thinking he just eats hot dogs. Like maybe he does enjoy a good broth, but at the same time, I mean, he's got quite the palate. I mean, maybe maybe a Phil Kessel uh, like food show on Food Networks in the future. He just goes around different like street vendors of meats and eats them. So I don't know. I don't know if he's really dis if she's dissing hot dogs. Or if maybe, do you think Phil's uncomfortable with all the hot dog talk? I think it could be. Did we talk about this before? Do we think Phil Kessel is one of those guys for Christmas he asks for those baskets filled with like uh, Slim Jims, like different kinds of like Slim Jims and meats? Yeah, summer sausage. Yeah, I think that's, maybe maybe he's more of a fucking just a meat basket guy more than a hot dog guy. Kind of a a letdown, but I'll still believe. I think it might just be propaganda. It's a letdown, but if you're telling me that Phil Kessel during the Christmas season decided to make his own Phil Kessel meat baskets that people can give to their loved ones, I think that would be a hit. I'd buy one. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably purchase one as well just to see what it was like. I mean, yeah, kind of like those like uh, Omaha steaks where they like or you can order like twenty steaks to your house. Like I said, like Phil Kessel's meats. Yeah, just like little like beef jerky platters. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> and that's how we end NHL in the news. Um, we are now going to move on to our Patty B hotline. Say it, Patty. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right. Thanks, Pat. That was awesome. Uh, we are going to get into this. We're going to start with Patty B because why not? Hey, Morning Skate, Patty B. All right. I got a couple questions for you. So there's a growing trend going on for NHL teams calling their team a club, like, for example... Ottawa Senators Hockey Club, the Dallas Senators Hockey Club. you think it's interesting or annoying? Okay, so I'm going to stop it there. I haven't heard any of this. Also, Pat, um, you said the Ottawa Senators Hockey Club, and then you said the Dallas Senators Hockey Club. I think you may have been a little bit wrong on that. Uh, are you annoyed or interested in the fact that people are calling teams clubs? Uh, I didn't know it was a thing either. I will say it does sound very soccer-esque to me. Uh, so in that sense, I'm probably out on calling them clubs. 
Although there are some pretty cool clubs. You got like a hunting club or a fishing club, you know, uh, that like Italian club in Saratoga. What's it called? Hey, keep that on the lowdown, dude. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, you know, if you're 50 years old and you belong to a club where you just drink whiskey and just like for like $2 a fucking glass and like hate your life, those clubs are cool. But I think calling your sports team a club, I'm out on that. The DECA club, dude. <laughs> I keep wanting to call, what's the one club, it's like the big one for old people, I keep wanting to say Sam's Club, but I think that's like Walmart's like roller Elks, program. the Elks Club, dude. <laughs> Elms Club, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Alright. And shout out, to Nick, shout out to Nick Manning for saying you have to take a dick in the ass to get in the club. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep playing this voicemail. Alright, second question. Stoneman Douglas team was Stanley Cup for a team that hasn't won the Stanley Cup. The Florida Panthers. Do you think that's good luck or bad luck? Or they probably should have waited until well, they've won nationals. Or at least touched the cup after. Alright, later guys. Alright, so th I think this is a classic case of like feeling yourself. I think the first question it went good. The second question I think his brain may have been scattered a little bit. Um, I don't really know what happened. Maybe that team in Florida got to hang out with the Stanley Cup and the Florida Panthers brought them it, and then he's wondering if that's a bad move because they're going to play it. I don't know. I think, do you believe the whole, if you touch the Stanley Cup before you win it, like you're not going to win it? Like, do you believe that whole myth? I don't know if I believe it, but I think you have to go with it just because just because if you do touch it and then you guys lose, then it's like, well, there's a reason right there, pal. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't mess with it. I'm not a superstitious guy, but, I mean, sometimes you just got to respect tradition all right pat clean it up uh moving yeah, on question was so all right here, here's our next one hey how and cat beer boy rex ex-podcaster uh first time caller had a quick question and needed the answer to um it's a would you rather three options i need to know your answer and the reasoning behind it so it's uh would you rather a win the stanley cup B, win a bull riding competition, or C, play one down of a high school football game and get to wear a, a high school football letterman jacket around the high school and, and be the king of the high school. I know it's a hard question. It's going to take some thought, but I need the answer, and I need it now. Let's go Rangers. Fever Boy Rex from the Raptors. All right. Stanley Cup, a bull riding competition, or one down a high school football? What do you got, Al? <laughs> this is a this is a this is a tough one. Um, here's the thing: one down of high school football is a pretty small sample size. I know we joke about the love of high school football quite frequently, but uh, one down. I mean, there are a lot of people that played one down of high school football, and their lives aren't looking too great. Uh, <laughs> The bull riding thing, I know you have an interesting take on this. I'm open to the idea of bull riding. Uh, I don't hate it. I think it depends on what level you're doing. I think if you're on like the PBA tour, whatever the hell they call it, uh, I think PBR. if you're in one of those, I think that gets you some pretty big clout for at least three years uh, at your local saloon. <sighs> Can't imagine the belt buckles you could buy with that bad boy. Uh, I'm going to stick with Stanley Cup, though. <sighs> this is my heart of hearts. I was thinking about different answers I could give, but at the end of the day, I think winning the Stanley Cup 
trumps all three of those things. If you talked about winning like a Texas high school state football championship, we could be rediscussing this. Okay. Um, so fever boy, I want you to listen. I want you to listen close. One, One of the things that you and I talk about all the time is we are probably the best pretenders in the world. When we think of something that we would love to pretend to be, we fully go into it. And that's the thing. Having said that, I don't know how cool it would be to play high school football. I think the lifestyle of pretending that you that you played or that you actually like wanted to play, I feel like that's way bigger than actually playing one down. I think if you played high school football, I don't think Friday Night Lights would be as sweet in our life as it is now. So I'm going to take a pass on that one. I'd much rather pretend that I was, you know, a running gun quarterback for, you know, QB1 in 2008 for Saratoga, but didn't happen. The second thing, uh, Bull riding competition, here's the thing. We've seen plenty of people get off, knocked off a bull a second in, and they're still taking home the, the buckle bunny. So I don't really think you need to wear, to win uh, rodeo. I think just the fact that you're there, people love you, I guess. Um, so I'm going to go with the Stanley Cup. I think Stanley Cup's cool because I, I don't know if this is true with other sports. I haven't really looked it up. Is, is the Stanley Cup the only one that like players are allowed to take for a day? Or in all the other sports, are they not allowed to do that? Yeah, I think, I don't know, I just don't think you want to take the other trophies. I don't think they're, like, that cool, so I don't really think they do it. Like, Stanley Cup's a little different, so I do think that's the only real sport that has that tradition. That's what I'm saying, man. I think that's cool. I think, like, I would win a Stanley Cup. I think I would have a, a parade downtown, uh, down Middle Grove Road, where it was just blocked off in Middle Grove. Uh, take it to Stewart's, fill that thing up with hot dogs. I'm not copying Phil Kessel. I just love Stewart's hot dogs. Um... And then, I don't know, probably take it to Lake Elizabeth because I know I'm, I peaked and I'm not going anywhere. So I'd probably just I'd tie myself onto the Stanley Cup and just let it sink in Lake Elizabeth, and that's how I would go out. You'd be, you'd be the guy who fucking sucked with the Stanley Cup. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure some of our listeners are a little confused about that hypothetical. Uh, they probably thought it was a no-brainer, but that definitely took a little more thought than uh, some people would think for us. I just wanted to make sure it was clear for Fever Boy Rex. And then the last voicemail that we have, here it is. Simple question here, boys. Who would you rather have sing your national anthem, Nicki Minaj or Kesha, and why? All right, have a good night. All right, Nicki Minaj or Kesha singing the national anthem. Who do you got here, Hal? Tough call. I think after after watching Fergie, um, I think I would probably stray away from the non-traditional singer, so I'd have to go with Kesha on this one. Uh, she hits all the right notes. Very good uh, melody. You know, really, really kind of brings you into her music. You know, you kind of feel alive when you're listening to it. Really, uh, just change your mindset. I mean, she might make me cry. And sometimes that's what you need. You need a good cry during the national anthem. So I'm going with Kesha. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, if you saw her sing that praying song at at that one award show, it was beautiful. Um, there'd be a lot of glitter, a little bit of sex. It would zest it up. It'd be good. I don't need Nicki Minaj pretending to be Roman singing the national anthem in Roman's Revenge. I don't think that would be that great for the country or the cause. So um, I'm going to go Kesha. What if you had like Lil Wayne do one verse in the <laughs> Nicki Minaj track? Only way I'd have Nicki Minaj do it is if it was her singing and there was no other, there was nothing other than Lil Wayne playing the national anthem on his guitar. Yeah. Fair. Like Fair. a knockout. All right. Um. So that that was our Twitter questions. If you guys uh get a chance, call in five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. It's five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it and we'll answer your questions or topics. Um. Now we are going to move on to Dominic Morris Heroes and Zeros. 
Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, Dom, thank you. Um, here on Zero Time, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? I've been taking a lot of these off the chin. All right, my, uh, my Hero of the Week goes to Feverboy Rex. Um, he's been a little bit more involved in the morning skate world this past week. Uh, we talked about that Brad Marchand hit earlier, and Feverboy Rex came up and uh, he tweeted out saying it was a clean hit. And then I retweeted it because I knew what the fuck was going to happen, and everybody went after him, and it was awesome. He even like put a Snapchat with like a line saying, look, his hands were down, and it, they weren't. Um, and Feverboy Rex was called an epic troll. And I feel like that's a huge, that's a good look. It's a good look. It's hard. People recognize the fact that, you know, you're out there just trying to get, you know, a rise out of people. I thought that was awesome. So my hero of the week goes to Feverboy Rex. Yeah, it's a real feel-good story. Uh, I loved how he really stuck with his guns. I think we already talked about how much people hate Brad Marchand, but really just the replies on Brad Marchand tweets are the best. I mean, we had some Bob Probert talk in there. Uh, we had a lot of people arguing where his hands were when they were above his head. Didn't Feverboy Rex have, like, a friend of his at work, his dad, like, tweeted him? Yeah, so, I mean, it was really reaching all, uh, you know, all social groups. So, really good experiment there. I really think if you want a good, like, poll on how Twitter's going, just check out a Brad Marchand post. Expanded the demographic, for sure. Yeah, my hero, my hero of the week's Brian Gianna. Um, I know I'm going to hate this guy come playoffs. But he's looked good. I have no idea how he looks good. He doesn't look slow. Uh, it reminds me a ton of good old Mark Recchi, the wrecking ball. And we got him uh, before Stanley Cup run. Ended up winning it the year after. But Recchi was pretty much dead in Tampa when he came over and revitalized his career. So, I mean, he does what he needs. So, on the second power play unit, he's in front of the net. He gets tips. Um, I don't know how I'm rationalizing liking Brian Gianna. But right now, five, six points in five games, it's hard not to. I don't know how I like the comparison to Mark Recchi, dude. I feel like you're really, really, really like disrespecting a guy, right? right? I do want to. I do want to say I'm not saying that Brian Gianna is in the same realm of Mark Recchi in any sense. Like Mark Recchi was a Hall of Fame player, no question about it, and Brian Gianna is not a Hall of Fame player. We're kind of a similar I'm, story, I guess. I'm just I'm making the comparison that they're both like five foot eight, forty year old forwards that make tips in front of the net. Okay, I guess I can live with that. Uh, my zero of the week is goalie interference. We hear about this shit all the goddamn time. At first, I thought it needed to be said, it needed to be done. Like, I'm over it. I think people need to accept the fact that it's happened. Like, shut up. Like, the NHL is going to go out and change the rule. Whatever they need to do. I don't think we really need to talk about this that much anymore. Um, I mean, what do you have with this? Like, I feel like it's just beating a dead horse. Right, but I mean, it's just going to continue. It's just going to be so problematic in the playoffs when everyone's crying about it. It's never going to end. So I'm, I'm right with, there with you. Uh, it's, it sucks, dude. Like I'm over it. I understand the calls are shitty, like that Brian Dumoulin one. I don't know how that's goalie interference, but it is beating a dead horse. Uh, I hope it gets changed, but like I don't think, I don't think bitching about it makes a difference. How many times do you think goalie interference is going to be brought up in the playoffs? Every period, probably. Literally every period. Almost every goal. Uh, every second. Fair. Who's your zero? Yeah, mine's college hockey. Um, it's fun to go to a game, and the atmosphere, if it's a good rink, it's pretty packed. Uh, I find it pretty slow. Like I don't know 
I don't know, like, what my problem is with, like, any other hockey, but, like, even compared to, like, obviously World Juniors, I mean, like, the product is not, like, that sick. Like, I will I will watch the Frozen Four, and it will be fun, but, like, college hockey is not that good, and I don't get people who, like, really, really love it, like, have a team. I guess if you're an alumni and, like, you live in that city, you can go to the games. I understand it, but, like, it's not that sick. <laughs> I agree with you. It's not like college football or college basketball, and that's that's it. Kind of sucks, man. Because like, wouldn't it be cool if it was you woke up and it was like, all right, college hockey's on. Like, let's get into this. I, I yeah, dude. And sometimes like I'll flip through the channels, I'll see a game, and I'll watch like six minutes, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I feel like if college hockey was like that, um, I guess popular in Canada, I feel like it would blow up in Canada. Like if Canada had college hockey instead of like juniors. I think it would be, like, kind of must-watch TV, especially for the Canadians, because they love their hockey. Right, yeah, and I think even, like, the Frozen Four, like, is cool, but it's not that cool. Like, I think, like, the Memorial Cup's better, World Juniors are better. It's, like, the fourth best, or third best, like, amateur tournament. Like, it's not even towards the top of that. So, I mean, it's a great, I mean, I still love hockey, and if someone, like, if I go to a game, I'll 100% enjoy it, but, like, I just can't get behind it on TV. I think maybe some of it has to do with John Butcher Ross just talking about wrist curls and, like, Thin Mints. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, I've been watching it, and I've been just getting some random announcers, like, where do they get these people from? They're, like, the minor leagues of the minor leagues of fucking hockey announcing. So that's always a tough go when you have amateur announcers. Also, side note, they review a hit to see if it's two or five minutes, which is absolutely insane. So it could be worse than the NHL because uh, reviewing a hit for two or five minutes. Do they do that in the NHL? Uh, I don't think they do. I don't think so either. I saw that the other night in college hockey, and I was astonished. Oh, and I haven't – I this wasn't on the doc, so I'm kind of springing this on you. But one of our bloggers, Jake, blogged this thing. I think the SP is doing this thing in the playoffs where you get to pick your – like the higher seed you are, you get to pick what team you want to play. What what would your thoughts be on that? I think that would be fucking sick. Like, and he kind of made it sound like one day, like they have like a giant like press conference with like the GM and the captain, and like they walk up to like the stand and they're like, "Yes, the Boston Bruins want to play the Toronto Maple Leafs." And it, like, I think that'd be kind of sick. It's I don't know if it'll ever happen. Definitely, probably won't happen. But I think can you imagine the rivalries that would come from that? Like, you're getting called out because they don't think that they can beat you. Like, I think that would be pretty fucking cool. And he kind of made it sound like WWE-esque, like Vince McMahon would be out there, like, strutting and shit. Like, I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I would be all for that. I don't think it'll ever happen, like you said. But, like, I just can't imagine, like, as a Bruins fan, like, if the Bruins called out the Canadians, I would be so pumped up. Right? Wouldn't that be fucking sick? Or, like, if if you had, like, a first-round matchup, like, if you were the one seed, like, just being like, fuck it, we want to play the second seed, like, in the first round right off the bat, like, two best teams, let's go, let's yeah, get it done. Yeah, like, shit like that, and he made a good point, like, sometimes the one plays the shittiest team, right? But the shittiest team sometimes are the teams that are fucking battling and fucking crushing it at the end of the season. They're not necessarily a team that you want to play. They're the hottest team, usually. Exactly, and as a first, as a first seed, do you really want to play that hottest team? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. It'd be kind of cool to see how that works out. I mean, like, I think I think realistically it wouldn't alter that much. I think a lot of the times the top seeds would pick some of the lower seeds, but they'd probably, I mean, sometimes if you were the one seed, maybe you'd pick a seven or it'd be a six. So be cool. It'd be a six storyline, for sure. Yeah. Plus, you'd be pissed when another team picked you. You'd be like, oh, this team doesn't think we're that good. Like Instant rivals, dude. Right, so yeah, I would be all for that. That's a really cool idea, actually. 
Yeah, I, that just came to my mind. He he wrote a fucking awesome blog about it. And he also wrote one about uh, being a Pittsburgh fan, getting ready for a Penguins-Flyers uh, game. If you guys get a chance, check out this kid. He's a fucking... I read both of his blogs, and I was like, fuck, man. I'm really, really happy this kid's with us. Like, And he fucking he shows up every week, and he's doing his stuff. So shout out to Jake Murtha. Maybe we can get him on the podcast next week. He's doing a fucking great job. So if you're listening, keep it up. Anthony Mantha, dude, Jake Murtha. Same guy. Alright, and then lastly, we're going to do our three stars of the week. Play that music now. Alright, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Alright, three stars of the week. Uh, I forget what the original one was going to be, but you scrapped it and you and you came up with it. So how about you tell us what your thought process was in picking three stars and what's going on here? Yeah, I don't really know exactly what the article was, but you told me you saw something that said Mike Ribeiro is now coaching youth hockey, uh, which is absolutely frightening to me that there are probably parents paying like $10,000 for their kids to play AAA hockey for a fucking Mike Ribeiro. So the question of the week was three current or former NHL players who would not want coaching their kids youth hockey team. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with my third star. Third star of the week for me is Stefan Quintel. Uh, Stefan Quintel was a fucking huge pussy that played for the Rangers, and then the Rangers got rid of him, and he went to the to the press and said, I, want, I would never play for this classless organization, whatever. He became the head of player safety where he suspended a bunch of Rangers for stupid shit. One of the ones that come to mind is when uh, Carl Haglin hit Daniel Albertson in the playoffs like years ago. It wasn't that bad of a hit, and he got suspended. Um, I wouldn't want this guy coaching my kid. Like He probably smells like cigarettes. Like And he, and he you know, I just don't like little rat fucking wussy bitches coaching my kids so my my third star of the week goes to stefan quintel you're a rat i hate you and you'll probably never hear this but if in case you do you're a fucking scumbag so third star of the week stefan quintel that's a good one my my third star is michael roosevelt um no, <laughs> why? why michael roosevelt no real serious reason other than like i feel like if you were like a parent and like they were like yeah and we have a former nhl or coaching our team you'd be like oh no way this is sick i want my kid to play here like who is it michael roosevelt they'd be like oh, oh. they are <laughs> like, michael roosevelt is such a bad hockey player i mean there's literally nothing he was good at just like a big tall goober like i i don't i don't know how else to describe this guy i i think if you put him maybe have like merrick malik as his assistant coach just a <sighs> I don't know. I just would not want Michael Roosevelt teaching my kids the fundamentals of the game. All-time underrated top pairing defenseman group, Michael Roosevelt and American League, dude. All right. Uh, that was a good one. My second star of the week goes to Ruslan Fedotenko. Um, I think I've told this story before, but when he was playing the USHL, he had a billet family. He ended up uh, stealing the wife from the dad, and now he lives with the wife and the kids. So I think having Rusty Feds as my kid's coach – that I would be up all night thinking, what is he going to do to my wife? This is this is fucking awesome just because because we didn't really go over who we picked and we had the same mindset for all of them. So I'm going to switch to my number one, but I'll just make him my two. My number two is Ron Duguay, uh, former Ranger, you know, fashionista, great hair, great earrings, uh, real legend of the game. And I'd love to kind of have a beer with him, but I just don't want my kid's coach banging my wife. No, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> our our brains clicked so hard there, man. Like, okay, we need to pick somebody who's not going to be cucking me. Yeah, so as long as I don't think the coach is going to be trying to aggressively bang my wife, I'll probably be happy with it in the end. Uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, Ruslan Fedotenko, Ron Duguay, stay clear. Yeah, same same mold of a person there. Um, 
And then my first star goes to anybody who's ever won a Lady Bing Award. Uh, this is for uh, sportsmanship and all that stuff. And uh, actually, my buddy Mark Fine just like shared this thing on Facebook about how like uh, the the pressure of winning is making kids quit hockey and all this shit. And it's like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you should have fun. You make memories with your friends and stuff like that. But I think the one thing you remember are like the wins. Like, you want to win. You don't want somebody who's just there like, oh, I want to be a good sport. Like, I get it. Maybe that is good. But, like, life isn't about being a good sport. Life is about winning. Life is about coming out on top and being like, okay, yeah, we won. And I, I think the fact that people, like, don't care about that or, like, think that that's, like, too much, I, I don't get that. Like, am I being, like, a huge asshole for thinking that? Like, I feel like if you play a sport, yeah, have fun, play the game. But, like, at the end, you want the end result to be a W. Am I wrong? No, I, I completely agree with that. That seems that seems pretty fair. Like, you don't... Yeah, you want Gordon Bombay teaching her, get out and fucking take a trip. Like, kind of what we talked about earlier. It all revolves back to that. Sometimes you got to cheat to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great take. And kind of, like, bouncing off that, and once again, great minds think alike. Pierre Edward Belmar is my first star. Uh, people really cried when he gave up his, like, most valuable player to the goalie or something like that in some stupid tournament. And he was made a great leader and this and that. Uh, if my kid wins MVP of the tournament, I don't want him turning that trophy in. Um, I don't want him looking over at the coach and the coach is like nodding at him, like give it to Timmy. Like he worked really hard. Uh, I want my kid to keep that trophy, feel some pride. And then I'll take him out for a milkshake after, you know, like I, I just, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like at the end of the day, like it is good to like, I think hockey made me a better person. There's definitely morals and stuff to come out of it, but you just want your coach to instill like how to win and how to work hard. That's 100%. Yeah, that is the main thing. Because if you go through life thinking everything's going to be okay and everything's going to be handed to you because you tried your hardest, like, that's not how life works, man. Like, you have to, yeah, you have to work hard and, like, sure, try try your best. But, like, if you're not winning, you're not doing anything. You're not first, you're last. 100%. And I, we're probably going to be called dickheads for this. But, like, that, at the end of the day, I want to win. I don't want somebody who's just going to be like, oh, hey, go out there and have a good time. I want somebody who's going to be like, why didn't you do this? Because you just lost us the game. Right. I mean, shout yeah. out, shout out, shout out to Taylor Murray, who tripped over the blue line, like, fucking 20 years ago. You guys remember that to this day. Why? Because you guys didn't win. Damn, dude. That's the podcast. Like, I'm, I'm just, was that fucked up? Maybe a little bit. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we kept the podcast short this week. Uh Again, if you guys have topics, anything like that, fucking call in, tweet at us. We'll, we'll put it out there. Uh, it's going pretty good. I think we, we continue, continuously grow because I think this year, shout out to us, we've been super consistent with our podcast as of late, and I think it's really starting to show. Uh, we're almost at 12,000 followers on Twitter, almost at 6,000 on Instagram. It's, it's working. We have some things in the works with uh, other companies and shit like that, so that's good. Um, and, and just one last thing. At the beginning of this podcast, we talk about Let the Kids Play Fund. If you guys got a couple bucks, definitely send it their way. Uh, they're doing a great thing. I, I grew up playing Corinth hockey because my family didn't think I could afford Saratoga hockey because everybody knows hockey is like the most expensive thing in the world. And what they're doing is they're taking all this. They're not taking any of this money, and they're throwing it right back to the kids who, you know, if it wasn't there, they wouldn't be able to play. Um, hockey, to me, is the best sport in the world. Like, that's where I met Hal. That's where I met Feverboy Rex, where I met DJ Zumi. Like, that's where I met, like, my best friends. And uh, giving these kids the opportunity to not only, like, make the best friends that they, they're going to be together with forever, but also win 
and get to, you know, play the best sport in the world. So shout out to uh, those guys over there. If you guys get a chance, definitely throw them some money. Hal, anything else? That was beautiful, dude. It's poetry, right? Yeah. Have, have a good week. <laughs> yeah, have a good week.